0: morning everybody uh welcome to bedrock my name is brian and it's uh it's good to see you guys i hope uh yeah i hope you're doing well and it's just a joy to worship together i'm so so thankful for uh the haneys and just um coming and and playing and using their giftings to the lord um, we are right in the middle of a series we're calling we are the church uh, it's been a, a four-week pause from the typical, we'd normally be working through a book uh, in, the, in the Bible, through Scripture, through passages, one week at a time. But this is just an opportunity to pause and say, man, what is God calling us into as a local church here in Philadelphia? What's it look like to be part of this church? And we've been able to talk about "Man, this just vision that God's given us to be a church that creates a culture of discipleship, that continues the legacy of Jesus. lives out these core values that help guide us and and help us move towards that goal. So we've talked about the Word, we've talked about community, we've talked about serving, and today we're going to end on this idea of team. Uh, And one of the things that I've enjoyed about uh, this series is our hearts as pastors, Drew and I wanted an opportunity for you to hear not just from us, but from one another. Uh, So we've had videos throughout the series, we've had uh, people in person testifying what the Lord's been doing. And so I'm going to actually start with a video on team and then I'll come back and we're going to talk through this core value that we hold as a church. So why uh, pay attention to the screen here.
1: How long have you been a part of Bedrock? And uh, in what way do you currently serve? been a part of Bedrock for quite some time now and the teams that that I am currently a part of, or have kind of been a part of. um, The the two main ones are Kids Rock, and the audio and visual team. And I've kind of been around uh, a little bit of everything at this point, just with being part of the original church plant team, trying to fill in where there's a need, things like that. But those are the two main teams that I serve on.
2: Oh, I've been in bedrock for just about two years now, which is crazy. It feels like time flies. Um so yeah, August, September 2021. And I've been a part of the kids rock team. Um, create a culture team, you would call it. Um and coming on to can I say that? Coming on to staff team. <laughs>
1: How have you seen team displayed at Bedrock? Yeah, so I think I think team starts from the top and kind of works its way down. So obviously we all are submitting to Christ and all that we do, but um, the, the leadership team, whether it's leading elders or guiding elders, I think that's like the first place that it starts, that there's not one person that ultimately is making decisions, but it's a, it's a collective group. Um, and I think that's been something that's unique for me personally, just in my story of seeing it done so well. That there's accountability at every level
2: first thing I think of is Sunday mornings um, because nothing that happens on a Sunday is really possible without the culture of team being in place because whether it's from team teaching you and Drew and Brian taking turns throughout sermon series and and teaching in their unique ways and give things um, through Kids Rock, obviously, requires a more intense team of people to be able to disciple kids and students well. Our hospitality team, our tech and audio team, um, our setup teams, people that we don't even know exist sometimes, but they are definitely here every week. Um, Everything that happens is a result of teams on Sunday morning. So I feel like that's the first thing that comes to mind how I've seen teams
1: for yourself, why why do you think it's important that a church would function as a team? Um, I think just in my story, like I've been a part of a church whenever I was young that didn't have team. Um, it was like one one person leading and if you didn't submit to that one person, then you were wrong. But beyond that, I think that team is just, it's it's super important because everybody has different giftings um, I mean you and Brian are, are the two that are that are teaching on Sunday mornings more so but I mean we've got other people that teach and do a great job um, and we've got people I mean my wife like she I think she's an incredible at like organization and administration um, and I don't think that you would be offended to, to, for me to say that like that's just not like your greatest gift like um i mean you've said that on stage so i think i can say that you know but um but i think i think team is unique in that way is is you can rely on people's strengths and i think you can minimize weaknesses as opposed to um, whenever it's just one person it's it's always only their strengths and weaknesses
2: i think honestly because christ modeled it so deeply in his ministry and i think it was his heart for the church all along to be in a team and just how the disciples had different roles <laughs> in their walk alongside of jesus and even um within the disciples and who weren't his disciples but his earliest followers everyone had some role given to them or maybe they just walked into it (laughs) and the early church followed after that and uh, i i I just believe that's the way it was supposed to be so to honor christ's ministry church today should still have a team mindset as well
1: how has being a part of a team impacted you personally yeah i mean team is Feel like everything I do is part of a team, whether it's at church. Um, for those of you who don't know, I coach college basketball, so there's a lot of team with that. Team is great because you let people do what, what they're designed to do, what God created them to do, you know. And um, whether we're talking spiritual gifts, whether we're talking just like everyday practical gifts, um, and within team, like everyone is valued, and I think that's the other thing that is so important is that the value isn't rooted in necessarily only what is exterior, you know, like the people behind the camera like have incredible value for us. The people who, people don't hear about every Sunday and don't frankly want their names to be said on Sundays, you know, like our city group leaders, like their names aren't shouted from the heavens every every sunday and that's fine and most of them probably don't want that but they have so much value in our body you know and and uplifting and encouraging um and i think that that's the unique thing of team is um you allow the body to do what that part of the body was designed to do and it ultimately is fruitful for Mm -hmm. the body as a whole
2: Mm. yeah i The the first thing that comes to mind is just like leadership development of just seeing how here at Bedrock, but other churches as well, just knowing that a church that really embraces team just knows that it cannot rely on one person. So then we have to look at our team and make sure it's healthy. And how do we make sure they're healthy? We pour into them and we invest in them. And we want to provide resources and discipleship that prepares them for what they need to do when someone else isn't here or for... When they go and move forward on in life and go to their their next thing that the Lord has for them, um, I think just the leadership development I've received is the best impact that a team culture has had on me. Of just seeing how people how people do it and being like, okay, I want to do it like that instead of the way I've been doing it. Because the way I've been doing it isn't that great now that I know what they're up to. <laughs> um, but I think also just that humility and knowing that we are not supposed to be able to figure this out on our own. It's just a constant blessing and reminder to know.
0: All right, thanks. Thank you, guys, uh, Coach Tyler and Megan. Um, man, it's so good hearing from, from the body. And, um, yeah, this idea of team, we talk about a lot. Hopefully, by the end of this uh, conversation, it, it makes a little bit more sense, uh, this culture that um, God's kind of placed in us um, but I think if you're talking to anyone, this, this concept of teamwork, of working in team is, is everywhere. I think it's, it's wired in us. I think we understand in life that there is there is, ooh, there is, <laughs> there is a strength in, in numbers. There's strength in working together. One example that came to mind, because I've never been a great sports player or anything like that, but one way, practically, just to get our minds around this teamwork idea, is we are a church that moves people. Um, it feels like every couple months, we have someone who is moving from one house to another. Have you ever been sitting in your house before, contemplating, do I really need to ask anybody? And you go over to the couch, and you try to just, like, figure out, could I lift this? Could I get this out the door? Um these Fishtown homes, that's not happening. Okay. Um, And so there's this, there's this very quick realization that, okay, I can't do this on my own. I have way too much stuff. I'm going to have to get this down the stairs. I need some help. And so you call up Bedrock Moving Company, (laughs) a moving company in Philadelphia that rocks. And, and you realize that there's going to be people that are going to come and there are different strengths. When we have a team of people moving, there's always the muscle, right? There's always the people that, you know, when the big dresser upstairs needs to come down the stairs, everybody's kind of stepping out of the way and they're just waiting for them to go up first. They're the muscle. They're the ones that are going to lift the the, the biggest thing. And then you have the, the clumsy person. I may or may not be that person. Um, that when you go to lift something up, people are kind of nervous. Are you sure you got that? Why don't you get this box over here, right? Right. And you have the the organizer. This is my favorite role. If I love getting in the truck and figuring out the puzzle pieces, you, they're, they're the Tetris master. They know how to condense everything to where it's perfectly going to fit into the truck. They might not be lifting the heavy items, but they're just as vital to this moving process. Um, and then probably the, the the worst person, the encourager. Um, they they're encouraging, but they only show up for the pizza. They they were running late. So they show up, and they're hyped, and they're ready. They eat the pizza, and then they actually have to go. And they're like, hey, you guys are doing awesome. Keep it up. And then the last person that came to mind is the servant. That person, they're there until the end. And they're, they're that person that makes you feel like, man, I'm sticking with you. And so they don't only move from one thing the things to the other house, but they go back to the house with you. They help you sweep up and clean up so you can, can get out. And I think it's, it's so rewarding. I know that's a simple, practical piece, but it's so rewarding when something like that's accomplished um, together. There's a there's a care and, and there's a, a realization that we don't have to do it on our own. That's what teamwork is something that is just championed in, in not just the church, but I mean in sports and in the workplace and um, the business office. Uh, goals are are too big to to be accomplished by one person and so we realize that we've got to work together. I when I used to work on an IT team there is these evaluations we would talk about our uh, different groups as teams and I would get evaluated every year in like 10 different categories my pay depended on it and one of the categories was how are you a team player like teamwork and so our world gets this idea by definition a team is a group of people who share a common goal, a group of people who share a common goal, and at Bedrock, this has been a core value for a long time in our network of churches. Where the way we like to say it is, teams go further, faster every time. Teams go further, faster every time. It's something that we don't aim just to live out, but it's something that uh, we aim to embody. Because what I want to kind of get at today is this teamwork, this concept that, again, we're so wired um, to, to work for, it's rooted and grounded in who God is and, and what he calls us into. The wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, uh, if you read the book of Proverbs, it's just packed full of these, like, just wisdom principles that are so helpful. Actually, if you, if you read one a day, there's 31 chapters. You could read Proverbs every month, every day. And it'd be so helpful. But he wrote also, he was inspired by God to write the book of Ecclesiastes. And this is what he says about this idea of working together, of teamwork. He says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, Two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. I love the imagery here. So again, it's not just this uh, idea that 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 man-made teamwork, we work together. It's helpful, but we actually see it rooted in in Scripture. We see um, it, this this talked about as as like a uh, if you had a rope just by itself, or if you had a threefold rope, and how much more strength there is in that. Um, but the first thing that I want to kind of kind of talk about today is, is point number one is that in team, we reflect the unity of God. I think it's even deeper than, than we realize and think about. That teamwork flows out of who God is. It's not just something um, that we do, but it's actually who we can become. It's something that we embody rather than we go out and accomplish. It's been our aim to help. Uh, see that through all of our core values that we've talked about the last couple of weeks, that these aren't just things that we do, but it's actually because that's who God is that we actually get to live out. And so when we talk about uh, the word, what we're saying is that we all, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, we all we all seek truth. We all, we all seek an anchor to our life to know, man, what is the way? What is the right way? And what God tells us is, I've given you my truth that the word is, is displayed in, in Jesus who is uh, the, the, the word, he is truth, but also God's written word to us that we can live by. And so we, as a church, hold tightly to God's scriptures, the word as a guide. When we talk about community, everyone, no matter who you are, longs to be known. Longs to be uh, with people and in community to not walk through life in isolation. And what we have talked about is that God in the Trinity, in the three persons and the Father, Son, and the Spirit has always existed in community. It's not just something that was created by man, but it's something that comes out of God, that he is love and he's been in a loving relationship since time even began. And so as we experience a relationship with God, we too experience community, service. I think, um, man, who doesn't want to help others and find the reward in 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 meeting a need. And it, it's very satisfying no matter who you are. But can't we see that that God Himself sent His Son who laid down His life, who was God but became man so that He could serve others, so that He could humble Himself in a way that would allow us to know Him more deeply than we could ever know. So lastly, when we think about this concept, of team, we can see that that team is something that God has always existed in, and similarly, the this idea of the Trinity—it's a theological term uh, for God who is one, but He exists in three persons. Actually, in the the core class today, uh, those there's about 15 or 16 people today that will go back, and and that's the topic. You guys are going to be talking through this this major. A core doctrine of scripture that God is, is one, but in three persons. And so the Trinity is going to be discussed in more detail. I'm excited to hear this, the fruit of that conversation. But just real, real, real quickly here, he's, he's one God, three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And each person is, they're co-equal, they're co-eternal. Uh, they, they all hold the same power, but there's this beauty that they, they work together. That they they in their interaction with us, in God's interaction with us, there's these different ways in which we get to experience the Trinity at work. And, and teamwork exists within this. So let's just think about the, the way in which God has made a way for salvation for us. This this word redemption, He's redeemed us, He's made a way for us to come into relationship with Him, for our sins to be forgiven, for us to be in relationship with God. Through eternity, through the the sacrifice of his son on the cross, you see God the Father initiated that. God the Father planned that. It says in God's word, there's there's plenty of passage that we could go through. It says in God's word, God sent his son into all the world. He sends Jesus. He initiates this plan of redemption, and Jesus the Son is he. He humbles himself to the Father, submits himself to the Father. We see him all throughout the book of Mark as we read it. He's in submission. He prays to, asks for the will of God to happen. And he's the one that accomplishes that plan, that humbles himself, becomes a man, lays down his life, and makes way for our salvation. And then there's this Holy Spirit also sent by the Father so that we can have this salvation, this redemption applied to us. So, that the Holy Spirit then indwells us and empowers us to live out who God's called us to be. So, they have different roles, all one person, one God, but working in a beautiful, like, teamwork in order to make way for us to know and be with God. And so, teamwork comes out of who God is, and we get to experience that as His people. You think about as we just kind of survey through scripture. From the very beginning in the garden, God created Adam and Eve, or he created Adam. But he says that it's not good for you to be alone. Adam had these tasks to accomplish, this uh, mission that God gave him. And, and he gives Adam, Eve, and they work as a team to, uh, to multiply and to, um, to take care of the earth. You see uh, that Moses we talked about in our book of Joshua series. Moses was this powerful leader. He's significant in in the history of the the faith. And um, there was times that he needed those around him to support him, that he needed an Aaron and he needed a Joshua to hold his hands up. I love there's actually this moment where his father-in-law looks at him. Whenever your father-in-law looks at you and has something serious to say, you got to listen. okay? Uh, he looks at him and he says, man, you are trying to do too much. Like you're going, he says, you're going to wear yourself out. Have you, has that ever been you? <laughs> ever? You ever had anybody ever look at you and just be like, "Why are you doing this all by yourself? <laughs> like, let me help you." You're like, we're always trying to be the strongest. We're always trying to just, like, we're pretty stubborn, I think. Um, but in, in Exodus 18, Moses, his father-in-law, says, "Said to him, what?" are you doing, what you are doing is not good. Okay, father-in-law, you and the people with you will certainly wear yourselves out, for the thing is too heavy for you, you are not able to do it alone. Verse 21, moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy. In verse 22, it says, so it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. Teamwork comes out of God, but we see all throughout scripture that it's a way in which God calls us to, to live, to work together. You fast forward to the, the ministry of Jesus. If there was ever anyone that could do it all on his own, it would be Jesus, God's sent son. And, and Jesus came, it says in the beginning of Mark, to introduce the kingdom, to bring the kingdom of God to, to us, to allow us to experience eternity with him, to proclaim the gospel, the good news. What he does is he assembles a team. He calls people to follow him and be his disciples. He assembles these 12 men with different skills and different uh, personalities and, and, and different backgrounds. And they work together for the expansion of the kingdom. There's a midpoint journey, as we read in the book of Mark, as we studied that last year. There's a midpoint journey where he kind of sends them off on, on their own for a moment. And he sends them out in pairs of two. So even when he sends them out, they're not by themselves, but they're working Together. And I love this prayer. I think we probably reference John 17, high priestly prayer every couple of weeks. It's such a, a powerful um, prayer that Jesus prays. It says in John 17, 21 through 24 that Jesus prays for his followers to have a oneness and a unity that would reflect the oneness and the unity or the, the team that God is. He says that they may be all one. Just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me, the glory that you have given, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may have may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me it's a powerful thought, one, that Jesus would pray this for, for us, for his followers. But to, to think that we, in our oneness, in our unity, in our working together, get to reflect God's oneness in such a way that we would experience the love of God together, but also that the world around us would know who God is. You see, teamwork isn't just this distant, unimportant idea we're called into point number 2 i we're just going to highlight that in team we share a common goal in team we share a common goal i think every great team knows uh that what they're working towards right uh they have a clear goal and they're unified in it and as a church we have that i, I think about today the eagles um they're you know they entered this season last year was an exciting season, but it was disappointing. You know why? Because they I don't think they they set out just to win a bunch of games. They sent out, they, they, they went out to win a Super Bowl. And they fell short. They lost I mean, excited about the progress. But this year I can I, I can guarantee you they did not enter the season just to beat the commanders today. Like they entered the season with one goal in mind, the unified in it. Every member of the Eagles squad is working towards winning the Super Bowl. Jason Kelsey didn't push off retirement to just win a couple more games, okay? And it's going to require everybody. It's going to require the whole team, but there's this greater goal that's bigger than themselves that's going to require everybody. And as God's people, it's amazing and humbling to think that we get to be part of what God is doing in the world, that it's not just what God's doing in bedrock Fishtown in this church, what is the kingdom? That, that what Jesus set out to do to introduce uh, his kingdom to anyone that would place faith in him is something that we now have a goal to share in. That we get to be part of this kingdom extending to the ends of the earth. What we get to be part of isn't just a temporary Super Bowl or accomplishment, but impacts eternity. God unites us around this kingdom collaboration. He calls us into teamwork. And the way we would say it is that he calls us to be disciples, to be ones that that know and follow Jesus ourselves, but he also calls us to make disciples. He equips us with a wide array of gifts that's represented in this room this morning in order to accomplish that through not our power, through the Holy Spirit that indwells us. He brings us together and allows us to be a team. And so we share a common goal to be disciples of Jesus and to make disciples of Jesus. So what's a disciple? Something we're going to be talking about all the time. A disciple is someone who worships Jesus, is being changed by Jesus, is learning to obey Jesus, and teaches others to do the same. You see, we see this mission given to us in Matthew 18 as Jesus is nearing the end of his ministry and he's uh, preparing the disciples to continue what he's been doing. It says, Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountains to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. It says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. And listen to this. This is that Trinity conversation we've been having. Baptizing them in the name, the one name, the one God, but three persons of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. Behold, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So there's this work that God is doing to the end of the age. He's always with us in it. He unites us, first of all, in who God is, in our identity in Him, in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But then He sends us out. He sends us out together in His power to accomplish amazing things for the kingdom. And so, as a church, we bring God glory through our obedience in this great commission, this great task of making disciples. It is definitely something that is way bigger than ourselves. It says that. By the end of the age, that that in heaven, one day, all people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation, will be followers of Jesus. And so we are excited to be part of that, and we know that we can't accomplish on our own. And so our our vision, our the way we say this is as a church, we aim to create a culture of discipleship, to continue the legacy of Jesus. some ways in which practically we live that out, just everything we do we try to filter through that so does everything that we do as a church every team that's assembled every moment that we're together does that accomplish this goal of of being disciples and making disciples of continuing not our name but the name of Jesus so we do we team teach Drew and I don't don't want this to be around one personality we want it to be centered on the word we share in our giftings and in teaching together but as they said in the video, there's other teachers in this body that God's using. There's classes that they get to help with, or uh, as Hunter steps in and, and preaches often. You see, we team up in Kids Rock with the desire not just to like have a place for the kids to hang out back there, but as we think about that lens of discipleship, we team up in Kids Rock because we want to come alongside parents in helping their children know and experience who Jesus is. Like that's an aim. We know that the kingdom doesn't just happen on Sunday mornings, not just in this room or in these walls, but we join each other in what God is doing in our passions, in our workplace, in our skills, in our recreation, in our city, our dreams, in the everyday moments of life. We participate and we team up. I love getting a text from the Haneys who are uh, playing music at an event in their hometown to the glory of God, so that people could hear the name of Jesus. And teamwork is is being able to get that text and and pray with them. God, would you use that? Would you work? Would you move? It's about so much more. Our sound and video team works so hard to ensure that the gospel can be heard by someone who maybe isn't in this room this morning, who might be traveling in their car, but they get to, to listen into a podcast, or they get to catch up on the live stream, and they're just as valuable and part of this team because we're all Working so that people would know and experience Jesus. The hospitality team, they're not just there to, to be a smiley face, though they are. They are there to welcome you in such a way that, that you would be able to enter in and experience who God is this morning. That people would have a someone to talk to about, man, what's that next step? So we're thankful for the way that we get to to collaborate and work together, our worship team up here that. Helps us enter into just a heart that that says, God, may you be glorified. You see, some might say there's a phrase out there, teamwork makes the dream work. But I would say teamwork is how the kingdom works. It's it's evident all throughout God's word. Another example I couldn't uh, get out of my mind was a few weeks ago with Send relief. As this room was filled with hundreds of people. I mean, get this: it was 500 plus volunteers from 46 different churches who traveled from 10 different states to serve the hurting community around us in the name of Jesus. And teams were were broken up. Uh, it, some were from our partner churches back in Virginia. I guess what? We saw over 70 people place their faith in Jesus over that weekend. Again, we we did all of that. We worked in together as teams so that people would know Jesus, the disciples, would make disciples. It was a beautiful sight. There's a picture on the screen there, and it just encapsulated the whole weekend for me. Just people from different churches, some didn't even know each other in that circle, just praying, God, would you move? Stepping in and working together. You see, this is why we will continue to partner with other churches. This teamwork doesn't just happen within our body, but we. Team up with people like the table ministry. Pastor Benny, we team up with other churches. We constantly are in conversation with other pastors in town. We pray with them and, and we keep each other in the loop and we look for opportunities to serve in our city together. A discipleship culture, it just doesn't happen through one person. But through a community committed to knowing and following Jesus, it doesn't happen just within these walls of the church, but through lives fully dedicated in the everyday of life to Jesus that through our teamwork together and dependence on God through prayer we would see the name of Jesus continue forward into new places and how exciting is that to be part of so when we think of team just think about that it's it's bigger than we than we oftentimes can can realize I'm thankful we get to be part of God's team together lastly my third point is in team we are all participants In team, we all participate. See, a great team knows that everyone matters, from the highest, the superstar, the one that scores all the points, down to the water boy, okay? The one that is on the sideline, ready to squirt water in that person's mouth so that they can keep going, so they can stay hydrated. It's important to stay hydrated, stay hydrated, okay? But man, everybody on a good team knows that, man, everybody matters from the practice squad to the starters. And I love that some championship teams will give like the the Super Bowl ring or the championship ring to those water boys, to every member that helped them get there, to the trainers. In the family of God, it's so important for you to realize, for us to realize, for us to, to keep this idea that everyone matters, that we're all called to partake that we we're not uh, that it's not for some and others to sit on the sideline. And again, participation is not a first and foremost activity or doing something, but it's actually being with Jesus. Being in that relationship with him, finding your identity in him, becoming more like him, and as you do that, he is going to call you to be uh, to use your giftings and your strengths to to help others and to be part of what he's doing. Uh, the last passage here that I have is Ephesians chapter 4. I'd encourage, we don't have time to read all of it today. I'd encourage you to go and read through that passage because it it really uh, talks about how everyone in the body is, is part. It says, um, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to be the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all. I'll just highlight again, there's a Trinity mentioned, all the, the persons of God working together that we're unified in that and who is all over and through all in all but grace was given to each of one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Fifteen and sixteen says, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from which the whole body, joined and held together by every joint, with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow, so that it builds itself up in love. So we're unified in God and in in, in what Jesus has done. We come together. Our unity and our giftings, and our working together is described like every part of a body, how it's essential, how you can't just have uh, the hands working separately from the feet, or the, you know, every, it's just like every joint is working in unison. So we're not about one person here. We celebrate when others are, are experiencing victory in their spiritual walk. We pray for one another. Like we said, we have a prayer meeting coming up this next week. There's nothing like prayer that humbles ourselves to work together. It's been a joy as I look around this room to experience this idea of team with each of you. I could look at so many of you and just say, man, they, are, they God's just gifted them with this strength, with this ability, and it's blessing the body. Uh, one example that I had, and just for sake of time, was even our core class that we're about to enter into. Like, the whole idea is discipleship, that people would grow in knowing Jesus. And you know what? There's a beautiful study guide that is created for for us to be able to do that. And the designs in here, just like our administration organization, me and Drew are horrible at those things. Well, actually, Drew's pretty good at design. But uh, Kirsten used her gifts and her skills and her creativity that God's given her to create a beautiful book that's going to help people engage with the content. You see, I'm just trying to help us get our minds around how there's so many different parts that, that we play. There's not something that there's not pieces that are insignificant. Every little part towards the goal. And so as we close, um, just a few questions we're going to ask here, and we're going to actually enter into a time of communion. But as we close this whole series, we're going to enter back into the book of Joshua next week. I pray uh, if you're not a follower of Jesus, if you've never, um, you know, understood me, what does that look like? We would love to talk to you. I think that's your first step. Uh, feel free to talk to me after service or during our prayer time. But if you are participating or if you are a follower of Jesus, just thinking through this whole series, how are you participating, first of all, in a relationship with God? Are you walking with him? You, you praying with him or engaging in his word? Got someone that would love to team up with you in, in the questions that you have and walking in that with you. And as you walk with him, um, what are the goals of your life? Is it kingdom minded? Is it bigger than yourself? Bigger than just temporary earthly desires? You're participating in what God calls us into as his kingdom work. And what would it look like for your passions? In your giftings and your strengths and even your weaknesses to be used within this local church? What would it look like for you to step in? And we're all asking those questions. God will help give us wisdom in that. I'd love to talk to you about it. I'm going to pray. Um, and then we're going to enter again into this time of communion. God, we just thank you that we get to um, walk through following you together. God, as we reflect on your your love towards us through the father sending the son giving his life taking the the punishment that that we deserve and then filling us and indwelling us with your spirit to 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 allow us to forever walk with you to be part of your kingdom to be citizens to be your your sons and daughters god i'm thankful that we get to look around and see brothers and sisters that we get to experience um, joy together, that it's not a road of isolation. So God, may you increase our love for one another, may you increase our um, our giftings, may you increase our willingness to uh, celebrate those around us, to encourage, to step in where you're calling us. God, I pray that you would um, do far more than we could ever do on our own. God, may you move in this city. May you continue to grow us as your followers, as in your likeness. But may you also continue to bring people to salvation and to faith here in Philadelphia and to the ends of the earth. we love you. In your name, amen.